Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Grape Nuts Flakes program, coming to you from the Vanderbilt Theater in New York City, where we're playing to an audience of men on leave from the armed services and starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Dennis Day, Rochester, yours truly, Don Wilson, and our guest conductor, Benny Goodman. I'd like to try a little experiment. An experiment in concentration. Everybody ready now? Very well. I'd like you to concentrate, please, on breakfast. You're to think about the perfect breakfast. A breakfast that features toasty brown grape nuts flakes. A breakfast so extra delicious, your mouth starts to water right now. That's it. Just picture that big economy-sized 12-ounce package. Now, pour out a crisp, toasty brown bowl full. Yes, go ahead. Reach for the milk. Next, dip up a malty rich spoonful. Say, how do those grape nuts flakes taste? You notice a wide awake flavor? Well, that flavor is a blend of sun-ripened wheat and malted barley carefully combined. Why, just thinking about grape nuts flakes makes you want them. So hold that thought and then do this. Tomorrow, ask your grocer for malty rich sweet as a nut grape nuts flakes in the 12 ounce economy size package. played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, 1943, being just around the corner, we bring you a man who's been sewing like mad to get his tuxedo finished before New Year's Eve, Jack Benny. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking with a needle in his mouth. <laughs> I ought to keep you in stitches tonight, folks. <laughs> well, I, you're right, Don. I've got to get this tuxedo finished before next Thursday night. Well, what are your plans for New Year's Eve, Jack? Uh, where are you going? Well, Don, uh, you know that the beautiful Persian room of the Plaza Hotel? Oh, yes. Well, I'm going to the Plaza room of the Persian Hotel. <laughs> it's down on Delancey Street. <laughs> And believe me, it's got that old world atmosphere. The Persian Hotel. Say, that sounds like a quaint place. Oh, it is, Don, it is. I went over this afternoon to pick up my reservation, and uh, there were four snake charmers sitting in the lobby there. Snake charmers? Yeah, if they don't come in handy on New Year's Eve, I don't know who will. <laughs> well, Don, I haven't seen you since last Sunday. Did you have a nice Christmas this year? I mean, nice presents and everything? Oh, yes, Jack. I got some gold cufflinks, a moving picture camera, a handkerchief with my name on it, and a 21-jewel watch. Well, thanks for the handkerchief with my name on it. <laughs> uh, 
Well, you're welcome, Don. Lucky I didn't get you that 21 jewel watch like I intended to, or you'd have two of them. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Did you get your tuxedo finished yet? You know, as soon as I sew the belt on the back, I'll be all set. <laughs> Incidentally, Mary, I've made all arrangements for New Year's Eve. Uh, you and I are stepping out together. Where are we going? Never mind. I'll pick you up about 8.30, and be sure you wear your evening gown. Nothing doing. You told me to wear it last year, and we wound up at a bowling alley. <laughs> I wanted your arms to be free so you could swing the ball. <laughs> anyway, Mary, it's not where you go. It's the people you're with. And the people we were with. After we left the bowling alley, they all wanted to go someplace and get tattooed. <laughs> Well, what's wrong with that? I've got an ocean liner tattooed on my chest, and it's a work of art. What's that on your Adam's apple? The poop deck. It's a complete boat. <laughs> the, guy, uh, the guy wanted me to put seagulls on my eyelids, but I thought that was going too far, you know? <laughs> I'm mighty proud of that ship, though. Oh, by the way, Don, thanks for that lovely bottle of perfume you sent me. Oh, don't mention it, Mary. Well, how about me, Mary? Aren't you going to thank me for the present I gave you? I mean that beautiful and expensive cup? You mean that cup. Now, wait a minute, Mary. You might not realize it, but that cup I gave you happens to be real pewter. It certainly does. <laughs> well, it's genuine antique. Hey, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello. Hello, Dennis. How do you feel, kid? Oh, fine now, but I was sure cockeyed last night. Cockeyed? Yeah, there was a fly on my nose and he wouldn't get off. <laughs> Well, that's better, young man. Um, so say, kid, I haven't seen you since Christmas. Did you get that present I sent you? I sure did. Thanks very much for that handkerchief with Don Wilson's name on it. With Wilson's name on it? That should be Dennis Day. Uh, give me back that handkerchief, Dennis, and I'll have it done over. Let's see, the seamstress lives way downtown. I'll have to take the subway and change it 14th Street. No, no, I can take the bus to 14th and then the streetcar across. Then I have to walk about four blocks. Oh, that's too much bother, Mr. Benny. I'll go to court and have my name changed to Don Wilson. <laughs> no, no, I'll make the trip. And now, kid, I think it's about time for a song. Uh, where's Benny Goodman? Oh, Benny, Benny, have you got your band all set for Dennis's number? Yeah. Uh, say, Jack, thanks a lot for that Christmas present you gave me. You're welcome. Say, they're hard to get now, aren't they? They sure are. Uh, what'd you give you, Benny? A pair of rubber gloves so I can play my clarinet in the rain. <laughs> well, at least it was something different. Sing, Dennis.
sung by Dennis Day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as is our custom every year at this time, tonight we are going to present our annual New Year's fantasy. But, Jack, how can we do our fantasy this year? Phil Harris always plays the part of Uncle Sam, and he's not with us. Oh, that's been taken care of, Don. Uh, I phoned the radio casting bureau, and they're sending up an actor. Uh, he ought to be here any minute. <laughs> what are you going to pay him? A Wilson with handkerchiefs? <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to pay him? A, a handkerchief with Wilson's name on it, yeah. <laughs> now, just a minute. Now, just... Now, just a minute. Let me, uh, let me have your attention, everybody. What's the matter, Jack? Well, I wasn't going to mention this, but if I remember correctly, not one of you, nobody in this cast gave me so much as a cigar for Christmas. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Jack. We have a surprise for you. What? 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 Where? Where is it? Uh, right here. We all chipped in and brought you this beautiful gift. Merry Christmas, Mr. Benny. Open it up, Jack. Okay. Gee, a, a surprise, huh? Well, do you like it, Jack? Well, I'll be darned. A bedroom slipper. <laughs> now I can hop over and close the window every morning. Gee, fellas, this is one of the sweetest things. Hey, that must be the actor the casting bureau sent over. Come in. Well, hello there. Uh, pardon me, is this the Mandelbaum Meatball Jamboree? I'm afraid you've got the wrong show, bud. Uh, this is the uh, Grape Nut Flakes program. Oh, I see. Well, Radio Casting Bureau sent me over here to play the part of uh, Uncle Sam. I see. I see. Well, have you had any experience uh, in radio, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Allen is the name. Fred Allen. Fred <laughs> Allen. Small f. Fred Allen. Uh, you know, I think I know this guy from somewhere. Now... <laughs> Now, where was it? Is his face familiar, Mr. Benny? What is that, Dennis? Is his face familiar? No, I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> but I'll, I'll swear I know this guy. Well, I, uh, I happen to be in uh, radio myself, Mr. Benny. Do you ever listen to Gloria Happy Finger, Girl Plumber? <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, you probably remember me. I play the part of Juniper Morgan III, the Wall Street plunger. <laughs> oh, yes, I hear that program every morning. So you're the plunger, eh? Mm-hmm. The rubber drive may get me any minute, but I'm holding on. 
And as a sideline, I also broadcast for Texaco Gasoline. Gasoline? Yes, it's sometimes called ration book radium these days. <laughs> oh, of course, gasoline. Now, I don't know if you are familiar with our particular type of program, Mr. Allen. You see, we do a very subtle type of show. Mm-hmm. If we get laughs, all right. If we don't, we don't. <laughs> Mother told me there'd be nights like this. <laughs> Very good, Mr. Allen. But what I mean is, we don't punch and press for laughs like, uh, well, like other programs, one of which I definitely have in mind. (laughs) Now, if you'd like to play the part of Uncle Sam, that's up to you. But first, Mr. Allen, are you an American citizen? Oh, yes, Mr. Benny. I got these slant eyes from pulling off a tight derby. I see. Well, the part is yours, Mr. Allen. Now about money. Uh, just what do you expect for being on my program tonight? Well, I expect nothing, Mr. Benny, and I know you will come through. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure we can get together. Um... What, uh, what is your fee? I mean, fee. Uh, uh, what is your fee for a radio performance? Hmm? Well, uh, that's up to you, Mr. Benny. I reti- uh, rely entirely upon your generosity. Well, that's sweet of you. Uh, not sweet. The word is stupid, old boy. <laughs> is that so, Mr. Allen? Are you inferring that I'm tight? Uh, Mr. Benny, you smoke cigars, don't you? Yes. Well, the average cigar smoker lights a cigar, smokes it down to his lips, and throws it away. Well, what about it? You are the only man I know who smokes a cigar until his gastric juices put it out. <laughs> I only hope I have as good jokes when I get on your program. You will, oh, yeah. if, you, you will if you bring them. You'll have I your... see. Serves me right from digressing. <laughs> well, to show you how wrong you are, Mr. Allen, I have a check in my hand for $500. Here you are. Oh, thank you. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Benny. There seems to be a slight mistake here. This, uh, this check says 500 boxes. No, that's 500 boxes. You know, dollars. No, boxes. no, boxes. This check says 500 boxes of grape nuts flakes. Well, they're delicious. Yes, my good man, because when Mr. Benny gives you 500 boxes of grape nuts flakes, He's giving you thousands of servings of America's fastest-growing flake cereal. Well, I know that, fat boy. Just (laughs) think! Just think, Mr. Allen. Grape nuts, flakes, and the big 12-ounce economy-sized package contain iron, niacin, and vitamin B1. Vitamin B1? Yes, brother. And, and believe, believe me, you, you can, can use it. <laughs> now, it's all settled, Mr. Allen. You're not getting any cash. And now, folks, our New Year's fantasy will go on immediately after a number by Benny Goodman and his famous sex staff.
ladies and gentlemen, for our annual New Year's play entitled The New Tenant, or Goodbye 42, Hello 43. Now, once again, I will play the role of... See, Mr. Benny, you've been doing this kind of sketch for four years now, and I still don't understand it. What? I know it's a waste of time, but would you mind explaining it to me again? No, no, I'd be glad to, Dennis. Do you mind if I take the audience out for a smoke while this goes on? (laughs) Sir Alan, come back here. Incidentally, you're new with us, too, so you better pay attention. You see, Popeye, uh, these, um... Uh, These little sketches we do at the close of each year are not so much plays as allegorical fantasies. They deal with the abstract and the esoteric rather than the prosaic. Is that clear, Dennis? No, sir. Hmm. Not only that, my feet went to sleep. Well, rub them. As I was saying, uh, if I'm not too redundant, uh, these annual plays are not prosaic but the penultimate of abstract symbolism. And just think, folks, only four pages back, this man was sewing a tuxedo. (laughs) I'll sell you one before you get out of here. Anyway, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah? What does prosaic mean? Prosaic? I'll give you a hint, Mr. Benny. It's a town in New Jersey. That's for (laughs) saying. Now, let's continue. In our sketch, ladies and gentlemen... I will play the part of the old year, 1942. I want you to visualize me, folks, as a tottering, broken-down old man with white hair and a wrinkled face. What do you mean, visualize? There you are. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm just bent over like this because I'm playing a part. Well, that's the first time in history rheumatism has ever been confused with acting. Let me tell you. (laughs) Sir Alan, will you please sit down? Now, the old year lives in a big boarding house called the United States, run by Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Now, Mary, you're going to be Columbia, and you have 48 children, one for each state in the Union. 48 children? Holy smoke. Well, it's really nothing, Mary. It's just abstract symbolism. Oh, you men always say that. (laughs) Never mind. That's your part. And now for our play. As the curtain rises, it is almost midnight of December 31st. And old man 1942 is up in his room, packing his bags and ready to make his exit. Curtain. Music. Oh, Columbia... Columbia, will you come up here, please? What do you want, 42? Give me a hand with this packing, will you? Got to get out of here before midnight and make room for the new tenant. Oh, yes. Little 43 will be here any minute. Say, where's your husband, Uncle Sam? Like to say goodbye to him. Oh, he's around someplace. You know, Sam's been pretty busy lately. You said it. And all your kids have been pitching in, too. Here comes Alaska, one of my adopted sons. Oh, yes. Hello, Alaska. Hello, old-timer. Hiya, Mom. Boy, is he spread out. (laughs) Yep, it's a thousand miles from his Aleutians to his Sitka. (laughs) Oh, he's big all right. Fine boy, though. Say, Mom, have you seen Pa around? I got a few of them Japanese lights. I want to get out of my hair. He'll get them out. Don't worry, Alaska. Okay, see you later, Mom. Well, I might as well finish packing. 
Hand me that bundle of swing music. I'll take that. Here you are. Thanks. Mr. Five, 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 five feet tall, and he's five feet wide. Boy, am I sick of that. <laughs> hey, Columbia, I got a few minutes yet. Tune in the radio, will you? Okay. <laughs> Here's Berlin. Stutt und die bescheidene Geigen für Technik, eine Minuten für Stuten, Stalingrad, und Minuten für Stuten, Tripoli, und Stuten, Bluten, Stuten, Benghazi. Well, boy, are we running. <laughs> And he ain't through yet. Get another station, Columbia. Here's Tokyo. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, honorable report from Butterfront. Japanese fleet set out to greet Americans. Boom, boom. No, Japanese fleet. So sorry, please. Ha, ha. Well, that's good news to be leaving on. Turn it off, Columbia. Say, what time is it? About three minutes to midnight. Well, I better get finished up here. Oh, hello, Sam. Well, Uncle Sam, where you been? Oh, what a day, what a day. I've been visiting all my nephews all over the neighborhood. Had breakfast at Guadalcanal, lunch at Dutch Harbor, and supper in North Africa. I'll tell you one thing, Sam. You never worked harder or looked better in your life. Say, old-timer, get a load of this. I'm wearing two pairs of suspenders. Two pair? How long you been wearing them? Ever since Pearl Harbor. I'll never get caught with them down again. I know you won't. Say, Sam, I meant to ask you something. What are those things sprouting around in the backyard? Those are Republicans. This is the first time they've come up in years. <laughs> Well, that's what I like about your garden, Sam. There's room there for everything to grow. Doggone, look at that clock. Just got my Dutch together in time. Hmm. First broke 12. Wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Little fella should be here by now. Well, don't worry. He'll show up. Hey, here's a little tip for you, Sam. You worked darn hard during the time I was here, and you, you did a good job. But I want you to work even harder for the little fellow that's coming in. Now, don't worry, old-timer. I'm really rolling now. Hmm. Time's a-fleeting, but I can't live to leave till that little shaver gets here. That must be him now. Yeah. Come in. Well, it's the little new year. Hello, son. Hello. What's that you got under your arm there? It's a new book written by a fellow named Rashes. Oh, yeah. Ain't much plot to it, but I got a hunch it's going to be the bestseller. <laughs> Won't hurt, though. Hey, kid. Want you to meet Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Glad to know you, folks. Hello, Sonny. Hiya, bub. You ought to have a coat on with them diapers. Chilly tonight. <laughs> I was sure cold the first night I got here. Well, son, hope you brought some things with you besides ration books. What's that package you got under your other arm? Well, that's just chuck full of beads. Beads for victory, eh? Yes, sir. They're pretty expensive. But I got a hunch that Uncle Sam will wind up with plenty of them. He got all the ones I had. Well, might as well be moseying along now. Kind of hate to go, but... Hear that, son? Yes, sir. What is it? That song called Over There. 
written by one of Uncle Sam's favorite nephews. <laughs> that boy used to be singing and dancing around this house all the time. Tell you, son, I sure wish he was still here. He was a real Yankee doodle dandy. Now, son, I want you to take care of Uncle Sam. Take care of all his friends and good neighbors, too. Leave it to me, old-timer. And look, I want you to keep the lights low here in the house for a while. Maybe inconvenient, but when you turn them on full blast again, it'll be brighter than ever. And say, before I forget it, Uncle Sam's got a nephew named Franklin that's been taking mighty good care of the old boy. Ain't he, Sam? You're Dan Tootin'. So keep an eye on him and give him all the help you can. Franklin, eh? I'll write that down. And here's some more names for you. MacArthur, Eisenhower, Doolittle, Nimitz. A whole lot more than Sam will give you. I'll make a note of them. Oh, yes, and there's some other friends of Sam's you don't want to forget. There's Churchill and Stalin and Chiang Kai-shek. If I had time, I'd name a dozen. Well, got to be leaving. So long, Sam. So long, old-timer. Here I go. So long, 42. So long, Columbia. Keep them flying. Have you read the story of Alice in Wonderland lately? Anyhow, you remember how Alice ate that magic piece of cake and grew and grew and grew. Well, the story of Grape Nuts Flakes is almost as amazing. For during the past three years, the increase in your use of Grape Nuts Flakes has been more than that of all other ready-to-eat cereals put together. And there's a reason, more than one. First of all, that multi-rich sweet-as-a-nut flavor your favorite grape nuts flavor in toasty brown flake form. A flavor that's different from any other flake cereal. And second, that grand all-around nourishment. For grape nuts flakes are a whole grain cereal with the food essentials of the natural whole wheat, one of the types of basic foods recommended by our national nutrition program. So treat your family to delicious, nutritious grape nuts flakes, America's fastest growing breakfast cereal. number of the 13th program of the new Grape Nut Flake series, and we'll be with you again next Sunday night at the same time, broadcasting for pilots and ground crews at Dow Field at Bangor, Maine. 
And tomorrow night, we'll be seeing you parachute troopers at Lakehurst, New Jersey. Say, Jack, I don't want any salary for my performance uh, here, but I do need a singer on my program tonight. Can I borrow Dennis for tonight? Sure, you can have Dennis. You just can't have money, that's oh, all. Uh, go on over to Mr. Allen's program, Dennis. I will not. You will, too. Put your coat on. Good night, folks. The Jack Benny program is written by Bill Meyer and Ed Beloyd. 